In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Last Wednesday, we discussed how baptism is a saving flood. We heard how God rescued Noah with those waters. It wasn't simply that the ark saved Noah from the flood, although we'll talk about that in a few weeks too, but we heard how God used the water itself to rescue his servant Noah. Because that flood destroyed the sin that surrounded Noah, it also prefigures baptism, the saving flood that rescues us from sin and death and hell. And so in this, we see God's mercy on display. God comes to bring destruction against those who mocked righteous Noah and all those rejected God's gifts. But before God brings disaster, he puts Noah out of harm's way. It's the same thing that he does when Pharaoh and his army are at the Red Sea with the Israelites. Egypt, as you know, had forgotten Joseph, and they made his people into slaves. Through mighty works, God showed the powerlessness of Egyptian idols, and he brought his people out of Egypt, only then to lead them to a dead end. Water on one side, and the dust cloud of the approaching army on the other. But God would rescue his people. He would send the godless Egyptians to a watery grave, But first, he would get his people to safety. Unlike Noah, the Israelites go through the water, although they pass through the sea on dry ground, with walls of water on their right and on their left. St. Paul says that they are baptized at this time. And as they pass through the sea, The Israelites are saved from the unbelieving Egyptians. We see all of this stated in another part of Luther's flood prayer. You drowned hard-hearted Pharaoh and all his host in the Red Sea, yet led your people Israel through the water on dry ground, being separated from the multitude of unbelievers. This leads us to our theme for this night, baptism separates. Baptism makes a division. Christian baptism designates who the baptized are, but it also indicates who does not have our Lord's baptismal promises. It's it's part of what we heard St. Paul talk about in his letter to the Colossian Christians. In Christ, he says, you were circumcised with a circumcision made without hands. Circumcision, as you know, was a sign that God gave to his people, a mark in their flesh that designated them as people belonging to his promises. They received this gift to indicate that they were to be separate from the pagans around them, 
They were not to use their bodies to worship pagan gods, but they were to express their faith in the promise of the coming Christ and show love to their neighbors. And in the next chapter of Colossians, Paul expands on this idea, and he sets in opposition two things that Christians are to do. He says, Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you. Now you must put them all away. And put on, then, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. And all of this is what we heard in Sunday's epistle. For this is the will of God, your sanctification. God wants you to be holy, to be set apart for his purposes. You are a Christian. You have a new identity in Christ, separate from the world. And the way God tells you that is by baptizing you. He has given you a circumcision of the heart, and he intends you to be separate from the world. And so you are buried and raised. You have died with Christ and are risen with him. Your life is made new. It isn't the same old life anymore. Now you have the greatest treasure in all the world. You have God's name. And God says that you belong to him. So let us confess our baptism joyfully. Let us find comfort in our distress. Let us recall our own baptism and believe God's promise. Where God has placed his baptismal promise, there he is to save. But baptism is not magic. Faith is required also. If Noah had refused to believe that a flood was coming, he never could have believed that a boat would save him. If the people of Israel had rejected God's promise of salvation, they never would have walked into the sea. And so we look at their faith and marvel, and we see how hard it is to see God's baptismal promises to us in our daily lives. It's hard to see the separation that baptism makes. And yet we hear our Lord's stark promise in Mark. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And so we pray for faith. We see over and over throughout the scriptures and in our day, that there is a division between those who are saved and those who are not. And the saved are only a remnant. The multitudes reject God's promises. And so we pray in this flood prayer for true faith by the Holy Spirit. And we pray that as God separated his people from the multitude of unbelievers, that he would do the same for us. 
rescuing us from the perils of sin and calling the unbelievers to saving faith in Christ, that they too would believe and confess the promises of baptism with us. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.